Hey everybody, welcome to episode 24 of Making It. I'm Bob Claggett. <laughs> Jimmy just ripped one. <laughs> I'm Jimmy DeResta, in my chair. <laughs> no, I just, uh, I, I, I fed my dog one second before we started and I just looked around on the floor to see where he was and he's laying over here sleeping because it's 100 degrees here. I thought he was dead, so I just like reacted, moved my chair to make sure he, <laughs> and that sound woke him up. So hello, everybody. <laughs> my dog is upstairs. Um, he just hangs out upstairs all day. And so I have the air conditioner running upstairs just for the dog. Yeah, nice. that's what I need. I need to get one. Yeah. Or you just bring the dog downstairs. <sighs> he, he, gets, he gets too anxious. He, all he does is he run, he, he'll run around in circles, and then he stands by the upstairs door saying, hey, let me back upstairs. I'm gonna go to, I want to go to sleep. I'm like, come on. Wow. <clears throat> yeah, he's real anxious when he's downstairs. I'm <clears throat> demanding for a dog. Well, anyway, <laughs> welcome to episode 24. I'm Bob Claggett. With uh, squeaky Jimmy Duresta here and David Hi. Pacino, <laughs> and this is, uh, this is real talk with Jimmy, yeah. Bob, and Dave. Yeah, <laughs> odd sounds with the guys from making it. Um, now this uh, this episode's sponsored by Inventables, so I want to say thanks to them. If you don't know about Inventables, go to inventables.com and check them out. They have all sorts of awesome materials and machines. And something I saw that they're beta testing right now, which I think is super cool. So they have some software called Easel, and it's for running CNC machine in the browser, which it's great software by itself, but they're adding an app store to it. And so they're putting out a thing right now for developers to be able to make apps to run within Easel. And so I think there's like some really awesome stuff that's going to come out of that, you know, to make uh, the CNC machines even more useful and be able to generate some... Like one of the things that they had on this, the, the tweet that I saw was where you could import a photo and it would trace the photo, make G-code out of it, and cut it. Which oh, is nice. Oh, wow, that's great. That's pretty awesome. So, yeah, uh, thanks to Inventables. You go check them out, Inventables.com. And, uh, yeah, so let's get rolling. What's everybody working on? Well, speaking of Inventables, I am working on my guitar, which is going to be CNC-based. Um, I'm, I'm doing a lot of testing right now. If you've never made a guitar the neck has to fit into the body really snug so i'm i'm carving out uh, in test pieces trying to trying to get that fit just perfect so working on the guitar did you buy a neck or are you making a neck oh i i I totally cheated and guitar nerds as jimmy would call them are probably going to get on me so (laughs) i bought a 120 dollar epiphone les paul jr and I, i and i just gutted it so yeah. I, I played around with it for 15 minutes and said, okay, you're done. And then just tore it all apart. And it was just cheaper to use all the parts from this whole guitar than it was to buy everything separate. And it had, yeah. especially since you're getting started and yeah. it's your first one. And yeah. Yeah, that's and what I, I did. I did not want to make a neck. That's, that's, a, that's some advanced stuff. So yeah. we're just making the body. Yeah, definitely. Well, I'm, uh, I just finished up my bar cart today, which actually is for uh, a fan on online, and uh, she's going to pick it up this week. And uh, that, I'm excited because that video will be ready, and it'll be up this uh, this Sunday. And uh, I'm excited also, if you guys noticed on Instagram, I, I picked up this old pickup truck, and I was able to mm. tear into it and, and get the back off. So I'm excited. I got that project started upstate, and uh, that's going to be fun, fun project, and turning that the better that truck into a display for George Dickel whiskey. What's going to happen uh, to the rest of the truck? 
Well, I was a, a little bit selfish in my search. I found a truck that matches mine because I already have I have the same body style. It's a couple of years older, but it, mine is in very, very good shape. And I was a little skeptical about it when I first got it. But until I got this one, which is literally a giant pile of rust, like I was like trying to playing around, trying to start it. And my foot literally went through the floor. So there's a big hole <laughs> right where your heel would be. Flintstones. Uh, yeah. So my, like, now in, in retrospect, now that I have something to compare my original 69 to, uh, this completely rusty 72 mine is in mine is like a brand new car so i have a newfound respect for my old car um that i've owned previous to this one uh but uh david welder and i are going to play around with it we're going to use it for some videos uh right at the moment it doesn't have any spark so i'm trying to uh work backwards and try and figure out why it hasn't run in about 18 years uh but the mm. bed the bed project is the priority so getting it running is secondary and uh so i'm gonna definitely have some more videos coming up out of this particular project uh, whether it be the bed of the truck itself, which I started, uh, or the uh, getting the thing running, and then I'm, what I think I'm going to do is uh, I planned a video of, of making over the bench seat in my '69. So I'm going to pull the seat out of this '72 and use that as the basis. And once that's ready with all the cow skin on it and everything, I'm going to swap it back into the '69. Hmm. Oh, so, nice. Yeah, so it's a it's a good it's a good project to you know supplement some other projects as well. And then if this if this bed build goes well and this bed truck bed display goes well they might order more so i'm real excited about that so nice. awesome yeah well i had some new videos go up on make magazine today uh awesome. a table that i worked on it's like uh two wooden slabs connected by epoxy with led lights under them so <clears throat> that i'm happy that that's finally online i did that quite a while ago it's a really cool project oh thanks awesome thanks. effects yeah thanks it's uh, it's pretty fun to show off to people when they come over but you know, that's about it. <laughs> but <laughs> do you, um, leave, you leave it on at night? No, no, we turn it off because it's got a cable. It's got a cord going to it, power cord. And with kids, it's just not. You know, it'll get pulled out if we leave it plugged in. So uh, we only plug it in to show people. But other than that, um, I just finished up some raised dog bowls, um, which doesn't sound very interesting, and I don't know that it is, but it was something that we needed. So we have two dogs, two labs, so. We made uh, three bowls of shared water and then two food bowls and raised them up to the right height so they don't have to lean down and made the legs out of uh, walnut. And you probably saw the picture that I put up where I put pocket holes in solid <gasps> walnut. I know. Don't hate uh, me. Oh. Yeah. So I'm probably going to hear some flack for, for that. But it's like a, a flat frame, you know, leg. And that's probably... And, and the width of them made it so that doing biscuits or something like that just wouldn't work. So it was actually probably one of the simplest ways to get them together. But anyway, um, that's done, and I'm pretty happy with it. And uh, working on a bunch of other stuff. i got a lot going on right now. But Yeah, that's the way it should be. Yeah. Are you happy to be busy? I am happy to be busy. It's nice. Yeah, I mean, I was busy before, but, uh, you know, it's it's nice to, like, be busy with stuff that I definitely want to do. Right, so. because now you this is all you do. Yeah, yeah. Pretty awesome. Does that make you happy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm introducing the subject for the day. Yes, he is. Go yes. ahead and introduce it officially. How about that? <laughs> I'm just playing around. Uh, the subject for today is what makes us happy. Uh, somebody tweeted that, and it's also a question that we've each individually got. So while we were talking about it, we said, hey, let's make that today's subject. Uh, what makes us happy? And um, I think needless to say, what makes us happy is making good, fun, successful videos. You know, along, uh, along that road, there's always bumps in that road, you know, setbacks and minor things that don't make us happy when things aren't, you know, successful in their own little world. But um, 
what makes us happy is is making, creating, figuring out, developing new ideas. You know, that moment, that spark, that one moment where you you'd be in the middle of doing something else, like maybe mowing the lawn, and then all of a sudden you have a really good idea for something new and you can't wait to get back to the shop and get started on it. Hmm. Like for me this week, what made me happy more than anything was tearing the bed off that truck and like digging into that old car. I mean, that looks just like a pile of junk to most people, but I couldn't have been more happy digging into that in my I have this spot on my property I call it the back lot. It's like my own little personal junkyard, or at least that's what it's turning into. And uh, so as long as long as all the grass is grown and you can't see it from the backyard where I actually mow the grass, it's uh, that makes me happy that nobody could see it and that they get to play in there. So the the various things that make us happy we're gonna discuss. So All right. Bob, you had the stage a minute ago. Yeah, well I mean I, I'm I'm really happy that I'm able to do <clears throat> what I want to do right now. You know, I'm there's I know that the majority of people are in a place where they they have to do things that they don't want to do to survive, you know, and to make ends meet and everything. And so I'm I'm really blessed to be able to choose what I do and um there's tons of factors that go into that. But I think that's one of the biggest things is just having the freedom. One of the biggest things that's making me happy right now is having the freedom to spend the time on my family that I want. And to spend the time in the shop that I want to do and, you know, to be able to pursue all this stuff that is relatively new to me, you know, in the last couple of years. Uh, when you have a career, I mean, D- David knows this, like when you have a career that's in one place and then you leave that entire side of your life, you know, and you go somewhere else and uh, to have the opportunity and to have the the backing and the support to to do that, you know, to, to shift entirely. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. So I'm very happy that I'm in a position to be able to, to chase some new stuff now. I think sometimes change makes me happy. So doing mm. that complete career shift from being a web developer to doing what I do now was made me crazy happy. And and just woodworking in general, I, I've been doing that for four years or so, and, and that's always made me happy. And I'm always discovering new things that make me happy, uh, getting feedback from, from people um, whether it's online or family members or, or, or whatever. So mm-hmm. I yeah, always he- tell my students, uh, I always, you just guys just reminded me of something when I tell, I always tell my students that when you create something that do you ever have that moment? And I've said it in interviews, so I might've said it here before. Like, do you ever have that moment where like, you just can't wait to the minute you wake up, you can't wait to run back to your shop and see that thing you made. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that feeling. And, <laughs> and I, I used to have it much more often when I was like in my twenties now I'm in my 40s, and that happens, you know, a couple times a year. And and when it ha- happens, it's super, it's super exciting. So I'd like to be able to like wake up and you go, like nothing else matters. You want to just run and see that thing that you're like halfway through, or maybe that you just completed. You know, it's it's fantastic. It's such an awesome feeling. You just sit there and you, and you look at it, and then five minutes go by, and you're like, I'm still looking at this thing. What am you I had doing? that feeling, right? You know what I mean? Right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's what I tell my students. You want to create something that gives you that feeling, like you don't. You know, you don't want to, and I, I get it less and less often now, I guess, because maybe I'm uh, jaded or I'm older or I've had it so many times, you know, developing my skills and developing my, what I do, you know, like nowadays, like if I finish something and I'm really happy with it, I'm like, okay, cool. What's next? I'm like, I just move on, you know, mentally. I'm like, okay, the next thing, this one's put to bed. What's next? Um, but every once in a while, like, uh, for instance, like I had it with that compact case, that little compact case I made recently, mm-hmm. uh, because there was so many little moments of discovery in that. 
And that kind of reminded me of back when I was a kid, when I would just play around in my dad's shop and just like solder things together and drill and cut and just experiment. I mean, I never made that compact case before, and that was a request from a from a YouTube fan. And I said, all right, let me give it a shot. And I came up with a couple of unusual ways of, of attempting it, and I tried it. And uh, it came out good. I mean, it's definitely, uh, you know, it probably uh, is a little fragile. You know, but again, I'm just experimenting with my skills and just playing around with the idea of, of how to approach something differently. So when I did that, the next day, I, the first thing I did is I woke up and I, I came into my office and I opened it up to make sure that it didn't fall apart. And uh, <laughs> it didn't. So <laughs> it's in good shape. But uh, yeah, no, it's, it's fun. It's, that's, it's those things that make me really happy. And so those I'm curious. Are the moments of discovery. I'm curious about, you know, you said that that doesn't happen as often for you anymore. Mm -hmm. Do you think that has anything, and maybe it doesn't, do you think that has anything to do with the fact that a lot of the stuff you do now is commission work for corporate clients? Do you think that has any bearing in it? It's like uh, less, less of you and more of them or not? Uh, you know, maybe, maybe so. But uh, I'm actually, another thing I'm working on, I did mention I'm doing the, I'm doing a city skyline of Nashville. I'm doing it. It's called Nashville Skyline. Of course, Nashville Skyline, the Dickel sign. So it's the Nashville Skyline cut out of aluminum and uh, it's got the cityscape and the word Dickel across it. It's for an installation in a bar in Nashville. And uh, I'm getting a little vibe from that. I'm starting to like it. But when I started on it, I was like, Ugh. but now I'm getting into it and I'm digging it and, uh, you know, I'm developing the next few steps. That's also going to be a video. Um, but I'm starting to like it. And when I start to like it, I start to get that feeling, which is cool. But uh, when I have to build like 10 bars for Don Julio, you know, it's all very clinical. Mm. Especially when, you know, like, again, talk about corporate clients. When I'm working on it, there's 10 people telling me how they want it to be. I basically just become a conduit just to, ex to literally to excrete what everybody wants. And then I get paid well to do it. So I yeah. want to run, run and see the check. That makes me smile as opposed to run and see the product. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I wondered because I was curious about that because you know, as um, people start to make videos and have to fund it, you know, like we often run to sponsors or we run to mm -hmm. whatever. And as soon as you take money from them, you work for them to a degree, whatever the degree yeah. that is. And <clears throat> so I've already seen a little bit in my short history of doing this full time that my attitude toward what I'm making changes a little bit. If it's sponsored, not not to the degree where it's like I really don't like this because somebody else is paying me because I don't allow myself to work with people that are that invasive, but there is a difference between no for saying, sure between saying like I have to do this project even if it's something I wanted to do and there is even the smallest amount of approval that has to be had from somebody That's it. else. Yeah. It's like working know? complete with complete freedom when you're working on your own and then when yeah. you it's you know it's like working with a with a group even if it's just one sponsor or one person that represents that sponsorship and you know you need you want your approval and stuff. So it kind of it definitely takes that like super super fun excitement out of it, but yeah. You know, when you get a groove and you're with a good group of people, that certainly helps. I mean, a lot of my uh, my Dickle people are super nice and my Bullet guys I, I I mean I love them to death. They become my closest friends. Um so that that makes it all very rewarding too, mm. is that you know if you're working with good people, nothing wor nothing is worse than, you know, trying to get the right color with somebody and they're like, mm, it's just a little, and then you know you want to just literally say, here's your half, your deposit back, you could leave, <laughs> take the wood yeah. with you, you could have it for free. But when you I please <laughs> them, that's a that's another form of happiness too. So if, when you're doing these projects, that's if you're building something for somebody or it's a sponsored project and at the end they're like that was awesome thank you so much that's such a great feeling oh no absolutely that's what i was saying you know like my bullet guys i mean they become close friends and and like we're all working together to a common goal that's really that's that's great 
you know, like when there's people you love and, and you that appreciate what you do and you appreciate them. I mean, there's, that, that's definitely a great feeling when you work in a group that works together well. Yeah. But, you know, like the, as far as corporate goes, it, it, the fun could be removed when there's like that stick in the mud that just is never satisfied. <laughs> and then when you watch them order lunch, when you're in that same group and you see they can't decide what they want for lunch, you realize it's not you, it's them. Because <laughs> in the same instance, they can't decide what color they want to give you for your thing. They can't decide whether they want turkey. And then you realize like every decision in their life is like that. And unfortunately, they're, you know, they're the gatekeeper for your success in this particular project. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. So those are the type of things you kind of just slowly walk away from. What part but, you know, of that's, that's working for yourself. That's, you know, you got to deal with that. In, in the middle of a big project, what part of that project makes you the happiest? Finishing it. Finishing it. Mm. Yeah, and then looking back and seeing the appreciation. I was thinking, too, when we were kind of pondering the subject. I, and again, this is kind of outside. This is more for the YouTubers that are listening. It's like the minute you hit publish, does your heart race a little bit? Mm, oh, yeah. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> still, the minute you click that button, like my videos are always private for a couple of days before I make them public. And I'm like, I literally like I'll be eating dinner with Tal. I'm like, I think it's time to make that video public. So I'll go to the computer <laughs> and I'll bring up the analytics thing and, you know, the video manager and I hit public and I literally my heart races as I'm talking it happens every single time because now it's like I'm literally like whipping my robe off to the whole world it's <laughs> there's been a couple of times where I've I've I published the video but then I have to run off to somewhere else and I can't respond or I can't view the, yeah. the first comments yeah. coming in and that drives me nuts and I can't yeah. be present in in what I'm doing until uh, I, I get back and I'm able to read all those comments but I really, I really love that moment too. I mean, that's another, that's that's sort of that same excitement that I was talking about before. So as far as like you know my 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 current work situation, that's that's one of the moments where I really like I know like I've done the best in this video, you know, given the circumstances and whatever it is, and whatever went into that video, I hit publish and there you go. And you know, you just hope for the best. I'm a I'm a big fan. I'm finishing a project and looking back at it makes me happy but i really really love the design process i love just like sitting down with a cup of coffee or a beer at the computer or at mm-hmm. a drawing pad and just drawing and sketching that's just so satisfying to me i, I really love that part of the project yeah that's no funny. totally i agree it's funny how different all three of us are in 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 so many ways but in like this particular thing because for me i really like having things finished because and the the only reason i really I'm happy about that part is because I get to move on to the next thing. But it, within a project, I think the part that I enjoy the most and get the most out of is being stuck somewhere in the middle and being like, I don't, I don't know how that, like I'm working towards something. I don't know how that thing's actually going to work yet. And I haven't really thought enough about it. Mm-hmm. You get to it, you're stuck. And then all of a sudden you get that like, oh, the breakthrough. Got it. You know, mm-hmm. and then you, yeah. and then things just start to kind of snowball, and it moves really quickly from there. Yeah, I love that feeling of like, <laughs> okay, it, you know, now it's go time. Now things are moving yeah. in the right direction. Well, that's what that, that's what I did my little TED talk about last May was uh, the breakthroughs, and you know, I learned mm-hmm. that from a really uh, a, a one of one of the most influential people in my life, uh, my friend Bob, who's since passed away. He was an older gentleman. Uh, Bob Carrigan was an inventor and a toy designer, and he he was the first person to to talk about breakthroughs with me when I was a student. He came in as a lecturer in one of my classes when I was at School of Visual Arts, and then, and then subsequently he and I actually became very close friends. And uh, he taught me the whole process of breakthroughs 25 years ago, and like that moment where you, you, like you set yourself up to get that breakthrough and the things you need to do 
you know, like basically when I did my breakthrough conversation on, on my TEDx talk, it was a lot of what I was saying was what Bob Carrigan taught me. And that is, you know, you need to feed your brain to, to have those breakthroughs and you need to challenge. Like if you're coming across something you've never come across, you need to kind of just ponder it and, and eventually you'll get that breakthrough. And those breakthroughs are, are definitely another thing that, that, you know, falls into the category of Boom. Oh man, that is so cool. I can't believe I just allowed <laughs> yeah. myself to figure that out. You know, I gave myself like that. I primed my brain. Uh, I spent enough time tinkering and, and, you know, now all of a sudden these ideas are starting to come to me without, without so much effort. Yeah. And that's, that's really what, you know, comes from experience. There's been so many times in the middle of a project where I, I hit that wall or I, I, I come to a problem and it's so frustrating and I, I sometimes I allow myself to get too frustrated but then when you have that breakthrough when you when you do the problem solving there's that that moment of happiness that makes all that frustration so so worth it yeah because mm-hmm. usually it's something that you're going to learn and then carry on, on yeah. to, to a future project yeah do you, do you guys when you're looking at I mean I know this is probably different per project but when you're looking at something and you're trying to design or prepare all the mechanics or whatever it is, you know, how much of that stuff do you pre-solve? Or how much of it do you leave to mid-project? Most of the time, I like to have everything solved at the beginning so I can kind of flow through the project. I don't, I don't really enjoy going into a project with too many unknowns because I, I don't want... I. I, I, I kind of want to know when the project's going to end and when there's mm. unknowns that it really throws the timeline way off. Well, I, I, I have a, a different approach. I just get started. I'm, I'm like, the solution's going to come to me. So I just jump into a project and begin. Like the Skyline, for instance, which I haven't talked about much yet. Um, I started making the Skyline and I wasn't quite sure where it was going. But like now that I'm into it, I'm starting to see some results. You know, it, it, Not literally see results, but feel results. Know, okay, now I have a better direction. But... I literally was trying to design it on paper and I just, I did a couple sketches and I was just like, it's not coming to me. And, uh, so I let it go and I started making, I knew I had to at least make the skyline. So I started working on the bits and pieces that make up the skyline. It's going to be the Nashville skyline with the George Dicker logo across it, but the, the textures, the combined textures is going to be kind of the special feature for it. And, um, yeah, I, I, I go, most projects I go into, I go into it just like a little tiny pencil sketch and then I'm like, oh, but it, that just goes back to experience. Just knowing like when I, when I'm in the middle of a project, the, the index in my brain of the thousands of other things I've done, you know, literally since I'm a little kid, start like flashing before my eyes. I'm like, oh, this is like the time when I did this with my dad. And this is like the time mm-hmm. I helped do that. You know, so all these little things come back to me. I mean, thankfully my brain is still quite clear and, and I can think, you know how people have that total recall when they could say like, you know, what happened 10 years ago they remember the weather on that day i have that recall when it comes to like all the projects i've done and like Mm. different things and uh you know the way i've solved problems so i have that whole index in my brain of like oh this is just like the time me and my brother joey made that toy and we made this and we invented this and such so i have all these little tiny reference points in my head and how often does that um or does it ever come back to bite you mid-project to where you've just you've jumped into it and you get to a point and you go oh i really should have started you know, doing it this way at the very beginning or something like that. Oh, uh, no, it's a really good question. Yeah, it has happened, but it doesn't happen often. I mean, yeah. it has happened, you know, and sometimes you kind of trudge on through and you know you've made a bad decision and you stick to it. And, uh, you know, kind of 
I, I hate to keep talking about it. That one project we talked about when we were on stage, that, that that's like the thing that haunts me the most. Is like I made all these metal cabinets with glass and I just didn't have enough. I jumped into it too soon without thinking through. And I also just didn't have enough physical space to execute it accurately. And uh, so that, that, that was just a, that kind of lingers is one of the things I wish I would have done differently. But, mm. you know, when you have a, a failure like that, and it wasn't a failure. They still have all the cabinets in the house. It just, just wasn't up to the way I expected it to come out. And, again, like I talked about expectations, and that's the big problem. It's not necessarily failures, but it's expectations. They said, oh, I thought it was going to be this. I thought it was going to be that. But, um, you know, you, you go away from a project like that knowing better how you should uh, prepare next time. And, yeah. you know, a lot, like a lot of the, you know, a lot of the stuff I do is, is uh, when it's fairly simple stuff like signage and that kind of thing, that's when I can go into it. But when I'm talking about like hanging something on someone's wall, you know, of course I want to make sure that that's all thought through properly. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'll do some research if need be on, you know, the proper way to do it and do some calculations. I'm not an engineer by any chance, but I mean, I am definitely an engineer with experience in the world. So I know, you know, what screws and fasteners will work. So. Again, I reference all that stuff. Yeah. Well, I, I tend to overthink projects at the beginning. And I think through spending more time doing this in the last couple of years, I've gotten better about that. You know, not, not overthinking it to the point where it's like I'm wasting time thinking instead of doing. Yeah. Uh, but I do spend the majority of time trying to pre-solve problems. But on occasion, there's, you know, stuff that I just can't, I can't get my head around. And I'm getting better about being okay with not having it all figured out, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I, that's just purely a personality thing, I think, but yeah. I'm getting better at like leaving this one little pocket of, I don't know right there and I'm going to figure it out, you know, mid project. And as long as it's not super interconnected to everything else within a project, that's okay. You know, that it's, it's all right to have those things that are not load bearing, you know, <laughs> that you can figure out. And, and how's the but, saying go? Don't let perfection get in the way of progress. Mm. You know, that's a good, that's a good one. Yeah. The um, another thing, just to, to change it up a little bit, the one thing that I realized that lately makes me super happy is being able to work outside with the sun up and the grass under my feet. Mm. I've been doing that upstate a lot this summer, and uh, I've been actually doing more projects upstate uh, than I have in recent years. And uh, it's just logistics, and eventually, if I ever get my shop built up there, you know, we'll, I'll be up there full time. But the uh, I'm trying to think of more excuses and more reasons to be upstate lately. And, uh, of course the truck project is happening in my, my, my backyard. I can't do it in the city basement. Um, but it's, uh, that's definitely, you know, a goal is to, to work outside more often. It's just so nice to just be upstate in the country. I mean, if you guys saw my mowing the lawn video, that's literally where I work next to that little white house. And, um, it's just nice. And I can go out there, I can go out there one in the morning and blast heavy metal and just make something and no (laughs) one's going to bang on the floor because there's nobody around me. (laughs) <laughs> and that's another. I could weld and blow torch and do all kinds of cool stuff, and uh, it's just something I, I want to get to much more often than working in the city. So, this yeah, is just a, something sounds pretty future. awesome. Speaking yeah. of, I saw a picture that you put up of your action figure. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what's great. what? It looked awesome. What's the uh, status there? That made me uh, happy. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a resin cast figure. We're trying to figure out the mathematics. Um, the Four Horsemen. Uh, is the group that made it. They did an excellent job on the sculpt. The paint job came back, and the paint job wasn't so great, so uh, we're going to work on getting the paint job ready for uh, the little video that I'm going to go, that's going to accompany my pitch. And uh, so instead of trying to like do like a, 
instead of trying to like literally raise money to sell them, we're going to just pre-sell them. And if we sell enough of them, then we'll make them. And that's kind of mm. what's going to happen. But uh, I've been also postulating and thinking about maybe doing a proper Kickstarter for, you know, maybe raising money for my barn. I met some guys out in, in San Francisco with you guys. Uh, and uh, this one particular person gave me some really good ideas. And, you know, he, he, he does that for a living. And so he said he would, he would consult with me when the time was right for that. So, so I'm trying to avoid having to take a mortgage out just because it's such a pain in the butt dealing with a bank. And uh, so that's what I'm doing. And that, so the action figure thing, I keep calling it an action figure. It's really just a resin cast. We'll see. I, I honestly feel a little funny about it because uh, it really wasn't my idea. Taylor and, and Carlos came up with the idea. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm not really uh, – do, do I warrant a resin cast figure? But if I just pretend to live up to it, maybe I would. I don't. <laughs> can, you, can you play with resin cast figures in the bathtub? You could, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> We're cool then. <laughs> I'll make sure the paint is, uh, you know, oil based. <laughs> yeah. So uh, <laughs> we Carlos is is uh, is the man behind the man on this particular project, and Carlos uh, suggested we sell we try and sell a couple that don't have paint on them. Yeah, I was going to mention yeah. that. That would yeah. be a good idea. Yeah, and so it was his idea as well. And then when I put up those two figures, a lot of fans, uh, a few people mentioned it too. So we'll see where it goes. Like I said, I'm still feeling a little awkward about the whole idea. And uh, I was kind of was like, it's like I, I feel like you know when there's like a bunch of people behind stage, and then like the one person gets shoved out into the, behind the curtain, and then he's like standing in front of a bunch of people. That's kind of how I feel about this. Like I wasn't, I wasn't 100 feeling it. And then all of a sudden, Carlos and Taylor are like, oh, go do it. Go do it. And so mm-hmm. now I'm doing it. And so I'm going to see it through. And uh, I'm just waiting on the next – we're waiting for a sculpt to be painted so that it looks, looks really good. Nice. I, and, uh, you know, I, I think I totally understand what you mean about feeling odd about that. But mm-hmm. I think the, the stranger thing would be if you were like, you know what? Everybody wants an action figure of me, and I'm going to go figure out how to make that happen. <laughs> then well, people would look at you and be like, "What? That's kind of you know." That's what people are going to look at this and see because you know not everyone hears this. You know, I'm sure, and I also have my detractors on YouTube. They're going to think I'm a complete jerk. So, yeah. well, <laughs> the, I mean, the good thing is that it's you know it's a vehicle to help you build a, a bigger shop. So I mean, and it, that's that's what sold me on it. I'm not just trying to sell an action figure because I think people really want me. I think people want to help me. At least I hope yeah. people want me. Yeah. And that's and this is one way that I can give somebody something that's unique. Like whenever I give something that's like you know uh, in air quotes like a piece of art, and that's what I might consider this. I, I always say I hope that it's worth a lot more money one day than it is right now, and that you know I'm kind of you know like. Like you hear about these guys that like hung out with Basquiat and he like scribbled on a piece of paper and gave them that piece of paper. And now the thing is worth, you know, so many hundreds of thousands of dollars. And, you know, I, I always hope that when I give somebody a piece of art that maybe one day it'll be worth more than, you know, whatever it is they may have paid for it. So that's what I'm hoping for. You'll have yeah. to die first before. I hope so. Or I mean, value. I could be lucky like Picasso and, you know, live yeah. through, live, live up to it. But who, you know, who knows what's, what's in store for each one of us, but. Well, having having a resin cast of Jimmy Dressa will make me happy. How about that? Oh, thank Absolutely. you. <laughs> yeah. You guys are making me blush. So, uh, so go ahead, Dave. <laughs> no, I was gonna I was gonna take a, a left turn here, so I'm gonna let you go first. Well, no, I, I'm I'm interested in left turns. Okay. Go ahead. Um, so in order for us to do what we do, as far as being on camera and doing this podcast, you kind of have to be a happy person, mm-hmm. um, because if if we went into this in in the wrong mood. It just wouldn't it, w- it wouldn't be very fun for the other guys in the podcast. Wouldn't be very fun for the yeah. listeners. So th- there's a lot of things that influence happiness, and I want to know if you guys want to get into a little bit of um, 
what makes you happy outside the career because that does influence yeah. what what you build so outside of making stuff outside of making videos outside of um maybe even even family because that's that's an easy answer what what things make you happy my pets yes long drives ooh not me no way <laughs> that sounds <laughs> awful California. no i, I <laughs> I, I, I like going for long car rides. That's fun for me. And uh, seeing things, because like when I, you know, you know like I like the way a dog looks out the window. I'm driving and I'm like looking at all the little visual input as I drive. And it's kind of like, I like being surprised. So that mm. makes me happy. Good surprises. And, uh, you know, when the UPS man comes and, and I'm like, wait, <laughs> I don't remember ordering anything. <laughs> yeah, <You know>, that's <laughs> checks in the mailbox. That's always super cool. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. When I go upstate and my house hasn't been robbed because it sits empty for a while, that always makes me happy. <laughs> yeah. For me, uh, music and photography, my my two other hobbies make me music, happy. Music. I love music. Yeah. Music. Not so. M- music. I, I've, I've kind of detached myself from music the last maybe year or so. Um, but every once in a while, I'll still sit down and, and I'll record a song or whatever. And that makes me happy. Um, technology makes me happy. I'll just, I'm a kind of a discovery. Technique. Yeah, yeah discovery. discovery. So um, I'm gonna, you know, a new camera for photography, not for video. Um, that always makes me happy, and then it always inspires me to go out and take photos and and be creative. So, Bob. Yeah, I I think you know it's easy to say that family is an easy answer, and I guess it is. But um, having family or or being around family is an easy answer, but. When you have kids, there's so much more to <clears throat> the interaction that you have with them. Like on a daily basis, you know, some of it is awful. Some some of the interaction that you have to have with your children to discipline them is awful as a parent. You know, that you, it's just stuff you have to do for their own benefit. But then when you see them, you know, make good choices that like they finally understood like the importance of doing the right thing. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you see them really grab onto something that they all of a sudden love, that's really amazing. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's easy to, to wrap it all in one big box and say that's an easy answer. But um, some of the things stick out a lot more that they're just, they're really gratifying to see like the, you know, several years of correction that you've put into these kids <laughs> or like, you know, whatever the case is like all this, cause you have to work to, to try to get them to understand how important it is to be what they should be. And, um, you know, for their benefit, not for yours. And so that, that's a lot of work. And so when you see that start to pay off, it's pretty amazing. Like uh, recently, um, my kids are all pretty hands-on and they all, you know, make a lot of Lego stuff and they draw and things like that, you know, here and there, not an especially large amount. But recently, um, they started watching some new kids show, and it's all about art. <clears throat> and so in every episode, they sh- it's a cartoon, but then they show these actual kids making a piece of art. And they walk through the process, and it's crafty, you know, finger painting and, like, gluing and stuff like that. But all of a sudden, all of my kids want to make art. And it's not That's like a funny. day thing. It's like a we want to make art all the time. So <laughs> the other day I took them, I took the three boys to um, the art store and we went down the aisles and I said, hey, pick out some stuff, whatever you want. And they're like awesome. pipe cleaners, googly eyes, you yeah. know, whatever, all this stuff and glue, glitter glue and all this. And since then it's been every single day. Can we go make art? Can we go make art? 
Yes, you can go make art. <laughs> go get stuff out of the recycle yeah. bin. Go get the glitter glue and that just make awesome. stuff. And that's really cool because they saw something somewhere and they've they've all really attached to it right now. And and they're doing something that's like it's not guided. It's not you know it's not like I'm saying hey go make a dragon. It's like they just want to go make something. And a lot of times yeah. it's nothing and it doesn't turn into anything and it and it gets thrown away. But it's they're pursuing something that they're passionate about right now and it may not be that in two weeks but anyway so there's stuff like that that just seeing sparks in them that stuff makes me really happy Hmm. that and old stuff i really like old Old stuff explain that more so i love going to (laughs) i don't know how to say this tactfully old people's houses (laughs) right (laughs) i don't don't mean that in a negative (laughs) yeah like you know like going to my yeah they know i'm there yeah no, like going to my grandparents' house and like looking at the stuff that they've had in their house that was just stuff, nothing special, not antiques, but just the stuff that they've held on to for 40, 50 years. And you look at that and in and of itself, it's nothing. It's, you know, an old matchbook that is from the 50s or something. But something about looking at things like that, old moments in time from like a, an entirely different era that have just survived somehow and just kind of are there. I don't know. I love. I love that stuff. And like, I'm not real into like the preserved antiques. I mean, that, that stuff's cool, I guess. But I just like the little common stuff that mm-hmm. is just old and just kind of was part of someone's life at some point. I don't know. That's cool. Yeah. It, uh, similar to what you just mentioned about watching the discovery within your kids, it, it it's extremely gratifying when you teach a group of students something. And then you see some of the things that you're talking about actually start to take hold. Mm. And that's, you know, on a similar level, I could totally see that with my students. When they come back to me a year later and they're like, hey, take a look at what I did. And it's very similar to something that we discussed, you know, 18 months before in class. And, you know, so I realized that some of the things I'm saying are actually making a difference in some people's lives. And that's, yeah. that's extremely gratifying. And that really makes me happy. And uh, on, this, on a similar comparison with old things, I like old rusty things. Mm. old rusty heavy metal things i really like so, could be <laughs> heavy metal, metal as in music and as in yes. rusty things both yes you, yeah. you and, could probably you could probably classify ozzy osbourne as a really old rusty yeah. heavy metal thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure much respect no, to ozzy respect. osbourne no this funny yeah. this is got there's this one flea market vendor that when i go to this one flea market upstate it's all old stuff it's all the antiques literally antiques Every time I walk in his booth, he's like, come, look, I brought this just for you. And it's like always some giant chunk of steel with like, nice. you know, useful blacksmithing or something. And he's, it's just like he equates me with like heavy, rusty things huh. every time I walk in his booth. And I always end up buying everything he has anyway. So, but yeah, I like rusty stuff. I just talked, uh, I chatted a little bit on uh, Instagram with Tom Utley. You guys know Tom Utley, King Utley? Yeah. He's, uh, he's restoring uh, the lathe. And he, sh- he showed me the bottom of the lathe, like completely brand new and the rusty one. I was like, I go, you know, that's why I've just, he said it's a lot of work, of course. And I said, that's why I just come to love rust. I just like things that are rusty because mm-hmm. they just appreciate them for what they are. Rust. Yeah. Speaking of rust, it. This, is, this is way off topic, but you said rust several times in a row and it made me think of it. Have you ever um, used a product called Osfo? No. Okay. Anybody who works with metal and needs to get rid of surface rust. The stuff called Osfo and it's a um, you get it in like a gallon jug and it turns rust sur- just surface rust. It turns surface rust into a black primer. You pour oh, yeah. it on and you just leave it there. And like 10 minutes later, you can sand it off. It's awesome. Hmm. Hmm. 
So you know, I've, I've heard of that result. I just didn't know that that was what it was called. I've heard. Yeah, I used it, it when I restored my. Uh, I have a 1962 Vespa, and when I restored that, it was pretty rusted out. After like the floorboards were rusted, not rusted through, but you know a lot of surface stuff. And um, I got a gallon of that just from a local welding shop, and I didn't really know anything about it. And they said, "Yeah, this will take care of the problem." And as soon as I put it on, it just turns black, and kind of flakes up a little bit, and then you can just. You know, easily sand it off and it's gone back to bare metal. It's pretty great. That's so, cool. Obviously, if there's any pitting, you have to go back and fill that and stuff. But that yeah. reminds me, I, I have to sell my scooter. I haven't even gotten it out yet this year. I think instead I, of selling it, you should modify it. You should turn it into a trike or do something. Turn it in, make it make it a, a lamp, new, a new body <laughs> out of wood or something. Oh man, well we'll see. We'll see about that. That would make me happy. <laughs> <laughs> I just got my Vespa inspected just this morning. Oh. Yeah. So I oh. got to, and then uh, right after this, I got to take my Vespa all the way uptown. I got to go take a look at a job. So mine, mine, would, mine would not pass an inspection. <laughs> <laughs> got to get it going. A little too old. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, I think we've probably talked about what makes us happy, unless anybody else has anything they want to throw out there. You know um, what makes me happy? Just one more thing is, uh, yeah. and this this sounds like I'm pandering, but it's the truth is that this community, this like YouTube community, and how like Instagram and like all this handmade stuff, and like how all of us kind of got to, together is like a whole new group of friends. Mm-hmm. You know, honestly, I think it's really cool, and uh, you know, like people that I haven't met and I may never meet, you know, I talk to online on a regular basis as if we're old friends, and and I think that's really fantastic. So, absolutely, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Yeah, I mean, just the the fact that. Those people provide us the opportunity to be able to do this, to be an audience, even if that's yeah. all it is, just to ha- to be a set of ears that enjoys listening to what we do or watching what we do. That's pretty amazing. So, um, it's it's just crazy. Like I can say, like some of my best friends live in New York or Georgia or in yeah. California, and I've actually only met them in person a couple times. <laughs> but yeah. we know each other all so well, and I've met so many cool people doing this. Like uh, just living in a, a fun time. Yeah, yep. definitely. Um, also, what makes me happy is the people that support us on Patreon, and that's just a segue. It's not <laughs> pandering, <laughs> but no, we, we really are. We really are grateful for them because they do make it uh, possible for us to do this. And um, so, I really want to say a special thank you to Luis Gonzalez, Rick Rhodes, and Jeremy White from Patreon. Um, they're our, our top patrons over there, and. We really appreciate you guys. And also um, to Joseph Mensch for a donation, a really generous donation. Thank you, Joe. Uh, Joseph is awesome to us, and we really appreciate it. So means a lot. Also, I want to thank Inventables for sponsoring this episode. Also awesome. Um, before we go, let's do the thing we did last time. What are you guys watching? Oh, Jimmy, go. Uh, uh, Click Spring is what I've been uh, watching a couple of videos this week. Click Spring, he's a machinist, and uh, I think he's in. Uh, he sounds like he might have an Australian accent. I, I've only watched a couple of his videos just this week, but I watched some prior to this week because I was just getting ready for this conversation. And he is an amazing craftsman. He makes clocks and watches. And just if you want to learn how to machine stuff from metal and brass, he's amazing. I mean, I watched a couple of his videos in the last couple of days, and I got a tremendous amount of uh, visual knowledge. I got to go make a practical knowledge, but uh, it's just amazing. He's, he's incredible, and he and he presents in such a, a clean, easy way, non pretentious. Click Spring, mm. check him out. Mm. Awesome, David. What about you? Um, completely unrelated to anything that we do is Jack's Films on YouTube. 
Um, this mm-hmm. guy makes almost daily videos, and I've stolen some ideas from his show and put them in my show. He's just makes me laugh every single day, and I think laughing is pretty important, and just being happy in, in general is pretty important. So I, I try to find things that uh, that are fun and make me laugh. So Jack's Films on YouTube. Awesome. Cool. So I got two things that I've seen in the last couple of days that are awesome. Everybody, I hope everybody knows Izzy Swan, but Izzy yeah. uh, followed the uh, lawn mowing thing and <laughs> ma- made his own mower out of a drill. And so if, if you're listening and you have not seen that video, go watch it right now. It's awesome. Mm. Um, the other thing I saw that was really cool is, and I don't know who did this. I'll have to find it. Um, I, don't, I don't know where it came from, but it's a laser etching video where this this, some new laser etching machine and it's like a shotgun of laser and so it's this it's so hard to explain it's this super intricate design put on this giant board and this laser is just like blasting these these details all over the place it's crazy and huh. at, you know a couple minutes into it you're just like what is happening right now because it's like literally sounds like a shotgun going off over and over and over and details are just showing up on this board so hmm. It's really cool, um, but I, I don't really know much about it otherwise. So I'll have to put that in the show notes. Cool. Yeah. So um, that'll probably do it for us this week. Uh, where can we find out about everybody, David? You can find me at drunkenwoodworker.com. And quickly, I just want to say that I need to apologize to a bunch of people who are expecting the the weekly wrap up. Uh, I'm doing a little break, and I'm I'm trying to trying to figure out how to kind of redefine the show and uh, do some some new things with it. So I'm, I'm, I'm taking a break. I know I'm, sh- I'm not sure when I'll be back, but I'll definitely be back. And it's going to be bigger and better than ever. So drunkenwoodworker.com. Cool. Nice. Cool. Uh, JimmyDiresta.com. My store is up. And then I just want to give a plug to my nephew, Matthew Diresta. What's up, I'm buddy? Take a look at Matt. And uh, Matt Matt's actually uh, got some uh, – he's got some good sponsors coming up. And he's actually – Gonna get, I think he's getting one of those machines that we're keep talking about. <laughs> he's been doing some really good videos lately. I, like, yeah, really so, digging them. Yeah. So take a look at Matt Teresa, my nephew, not my brother and not my son, my nephew. <laughs> Everyone's confused <laughs> about that one. <laughs> cool. And all my stuff is at I like to make stuff.com, except for those new videos that I just did, and they're on the Make Magazine channel. Go check those out. Right and on. yeah, that's it. Thanks for listening, guys. See you next Thank time. Thank you. Later. Peace.